0: Joss lifted his suitcase from the trunk of his dad's car and turned to say something to his dad. Something light and conversational about how it was good to be home, even though it wasn't. Not really. But the side door of the gray house that they now called home was already slamming closed. So much for his homecoming. The drive from the airport had been long and silent. A strange, indescribable tension hanging in the air between he and his dad. It was like riding in the car with a stranger who couldn't stand the sight of you. Worse, though. Far worse. Because the stranger was his father. The silence had given Joss time to reflect on the school year that he'd just spent away, however. Not that they were pleasant memories. In the beginning, they had been. Joss had lived with his favorite cousin, Henry, and he had befriended a boy named Vlad. Only Vlad turned out to be not a boy at all, but instead a vampire. Just like Cyrus. Joss had been duped twice now by vampires, taunting him with the gift of friendship, only to have them rip it away again with their horrible, menacing fangs. He was done with friends. He was done with searching for companionship. He only had his want of vengeance now, and the sense of duty and honor that had been given to him by the Slayer Society. And his stake, of course. Inside his right front jeans pocket, his cell phone buzzed to life. He withdrew it and flipped it open to read the incoming text message. It was her, again. He wasn't exactly certain how Cat had gotten his cell number, but she'd been sending him messages for days now, each one more troubling than the last. This one was brief. Are you going home for the summer, Joss? Must be nice to have a family to go home to. I'm coming for you. Don't forget it. K. He chewed the inside of his cheek briefly, considering a reply, but then thought better of it and flipped the phone closed again. Cat would have to wait. He shut the trunk and lugged his bag across the lawn to the door, remembering a time when he and his family had lived in a yellow house, a house that had been filled with sunshine and laughter and love. It felt like those memories had transpired over a million years ago, in a time that they'd all forgotten. For a brief moment, Joss wondered if that time, when Cecile had been alive and their family had been whole, had just been a dream. But then he shook his head. No, it couldn't have been a dream. Not one of Joss's, anyway. His dreams were dark. His dreams were awful, haunting images that never let the goosebumps on his flesh settle. His dreams were nightmares. Nightmares about Cecile. As he moved toward the house, he thought about the dreams that had been tormenting him since his sister's demise about how they usually featured flowers in some way, and he wondered if they would ever stop. But he also wondered if they were just dreams, or if, as crazy as it sounded, Cecile was reaching out from beyond the grave, hell-bent on revenge. He didn't like having those thoughts, so much so that he usually pretended that he never had them. But the fact was that he spent too much time worrying about his dream sister in ways that he had never worried about Cecile. The dream Cecile scared him more than anything, even vampires, and he always felt so powerless against her. She carried messages with her, messages of his impending doom, impending death, and he worried, as silly as it seemed, that his death would not come from his job as a slayer, but from Cecile herself. It was stupid to think those things, and if ever asked, Joss would have laughed off the notion that he believed his dreams could ever physically hurt him. But the truth was, he wasn't at all convinced that they couldn't, As he pulled open the screen door and lifted his bag over the threshold, he spied his mother sitting at the dining room table, that faraway look in her eye. Joss knew that look well, as it had been growing steadily worse every day since Cecile had died. His mother was a fragile creature, in ways that she had never been fragile before. He kept his voice low so as not to startle her. Hi, Mom. How are you? She glanced up from her sad fog and nodded, forcing a small smile. It made Joss' heart break to see his mother acting as well. Fine, Joss. I'm just fine. How was your trip, dear? Stepping inside, he closed the door behind him and set his suitcase beside the laundry cabinet. It was interesting. A lady sitting beside me on the plane was very chatty. Nice chatty? In a moment of pure awkwardness, he simply nodded and smiled. They were both actors now. And he hoped against hope that his mother couldn't see through this facade the way that he could see through hers.